Hello. Welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I'm really excited about this episode because, you know, I often tell myself, well, I can't write about motherhood yet. I can't talk about motherhood yet because I've barely been a mom for a few months, you know? Um, Clara just turned three months old, so I'm just fresh out of the newborn stage. But you know what? Uh... Who better to talk about the newborn stage than someone who just went through it, right? So many people have told me, I can't remember when my baby was that little. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about the newborn stage. This is my advice to new mamas, pregnant women, um, those of you who are in the thick of, of the challenging early days with your baby whatever it is. Um, Just what I kind of wish I would have known, what I wish I would have focused on. So yeah, these are like my top four things. Number one is going to be support. The saying that it takes a village is no joke. I think the fact that we glamorize moving away from our families to find independence and build careers is one of the the biggest problems in Western society because we end up having kids and having no support. We don't live near our families. And (laughs) I feel like I've talked about this before in so many episodes, but like we have to work, right? Most women have to work in some way. For me, it's more like part-time with what I do, which I'm so, so grateful for. But for many women, it's full-time. And yeah, so we just like don't have as much of an opportunity to, to build that village, to have those mom friends, to have support, right? And Yeah. So my biggest thing is going to be plan for support more than you would think you would need. I look back on my, my time with my brand new baby and I see how I was too proud to ask for help. I was afraid to ask for help. I didn't want to inconvenience people. I was doing a lot of people pleasing. I didn't want to ask for too much. I wanted to be okay with the fact that my husband was taking three days off of work. And yeah, I, I, I kind of thought while I was pregnant, maybe I should plan to have a therapist. I, I made, made a, a mental note to do that and then I never did it, right? And I did end up getting a therapist for postpartum, but um, these are things we can arrange ahead of time if we can, right? If you have friends nearby, can you plan days where they come over to just hang out with you? It's going to make a huge difference. Can you tell your parents, your your family, any support people that you have, like what you need beforehand, you know? Um, and hopefully your spouse has more time off than mine did. If not, what can you do to get extra support during that time? You know, um, I wish I would have hired a postpartum doula. Now, I did have some postpartum doula help, and that was through an organization in my city, Um And there are many of those in many cities that help you get free support. Now, it's obviously not going to be all day long, but you can get, there's free resources out there. I would not have known about that if it weren't for the Midwife Center where they kind of like prearranged that for us. I wouldn't even have thought to look into that. But if that's either if you can hire someone and if you can't look into what resources are available for you, because it might be free. Another thing is, um, I mean, this is in Pennsylvania, 
they're making a lot of changes to health insurance for doulas and postpartum doulas even. So look into your health insurance. I'm sure in some states, so I know that in some states, it's already a thing where you can get a postpartum doula paid for by your insurance. She can come to your house. She can cook. She can clean. She can um, allow you to shower while she helps with the baby. The support is out there, okay? Just like friends are out there, people are out there who um, want to be your friend and want to hang out with you and have babies of similar ages and all the things. You got to find them. You know, Facebook groups are so huge for that. Just just plan for support. Um, frozen dinners were super, super helpful for me, like frozen crockpot dump meals. I still make them a lot of the time where like, let's say I'm making chili, I'll make three... I'll make three times as much and then I'll freeze like three crock pot meal bags of it so that I can just pop that in the crock pot in the morning. Dinner's good to go. A couple days a week I do that. So yeah. Um, or you could have a meal delivery service. That was the other like option I was looking into. But just plan, 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 plan. Hire a therapist ahead of time. Schedule with a therapist. If that's out of your budget, find one for free. They're available. Universities have have students that are available for that. Um, yeah, just, just look into what's available for you. Number two. Okay. So this is when you have the baby <laughs> you kind of have to wait till you have the baby, but you're going to find out what works. You're going to find out what's convenient. Do more of that. Do more of that. Even if you're telling yourself you should be doing more tummy time with the baby, you should be, you know, we have all these shoulds. We have all these, we want to be perfect. We are afraid we're going to fuck up our kid. If they have, if they glance at a screen for five seconds, we got to, we got to let go of that to a degree. We got to find a balance that feels good. And there's a lot of convenient products out there that honestly are life-changing. I didn't have a lot of them to start with. So, for example, I didn't have a swing to start with because the physical therapist expert people say they're not good for development. And I could see how you could get into a situation where your baby's in the swing all the time and you're doing no tummy time and you're not doing anything to help them develop themselves physically or mentally. But the swing is my lifeline. I mean, that swing is the most valuable thing in my home. <laughs> like, it is, I, I don't know what I would do without it. Um... I wish that when I had realized how useful the swing was, I had bought one or two more. Now it's a short-lived product. Yes, I'm only going to use it for a handful of months, but my next baby will use it. Um, you can also resell things on Facebook Marketplace. You can give them to a friend. You can loan them to a friend while she has a little baby, and then she can give it back for when you have your next baby. You can find things on Facebook Marketplace at a, a discount. Also, um, at least here in Pittsburgh, I'm sure these are everywhere though. There's there's these um, baby and kid discount stores, uh, thrift stores for babies and kids. And not only do they have clothes, which is where I get lots of my clothes for Clara, but also they have swings, they have carriers, they have all sorts of things at a discounted price. I wish I had gotten a swing for each floor in my house. It would have just made things a lot more convenient, you know, for getting in the shower, for just any time you need to put the baby down, for naps. I mean, now I have friends who don't use their swing at all. Their baby didn't like the swing or the mom just, it just wasn't something that was useful for them. So that's why you kind of got to wait and see what works. You'll learn what works for you and what's life saving for you. And, um, and just get more of it. Make things convenient for yourself, you know? Because your mental health is really, really, really important. It's really a vulnerable time. And you've got to do what works. You've got to do what makes things easy for you. 
Number three, this is something my new mom friends and I talk about all the time. Phases are short. Everyone's going to tell you, oh, don't blink. It's going to go by in the blink of an eye and you'll whatever. And that's true. It's, it's annoying to hear it five million times, but it is true. But this is more specifically about phases. So like something will happen and um, I'll be so worried about it. Oh, this, this is the new reality with Clara. She's like this now and this is happening and she hates this or she loves that or whatever. And then it's boom, a week or two weeks later, it's just totally different. You know, um, contact naps were so such a thing for us. And now it's like she can't just fall asleep on me anymore. Um, chest sleeping was so short of a phase for us. Now, that's not the same for everybody. But when something happens that feels really hard, try not to tell yourself this is the way things are forever. Try not to assume this is just the new normal. It could be a week that it's like that, right? On that same token, you got to savor all the little things that are going well. You got to just love the little tiny, teeny, tiny toes and the tiny fingernails and that little sound that your baby makes when they're a newborn. I can't think of anything specifically, but like there's little sounds that Clara made that she doesn't make anymore. They were so short lived. And um, we really have to like lean into those little things that are going well and really savor them, reminding ourselves like, this could be gone so quickly, this little part. And focus on the good. Focus, focus, focus on the good. Those little moments. Um, yeah, because you never know how short a phase is truly going to be. And it'll be the next thing before you know it. Go for better and for worse. So lean into that. Number four is get in the habit of asking yourself, what would you do if no one could judge you? I'll be honest, I feel differently and I think I, I do things differently when people are watching with Clara. I'm sure I do it with a lot of things, right? Um, I worry about what people think, right? Um, I worry about, am I spoiling her with this? Am I creating a bad habit here? Am I this? Am I that? And it's all based on what other people have said, what other people think. So get in the habit of asking yourself, what would you do if no one was judging you? What if you only had your intuition to follow? What, what feels good in your heart? What if you didn't have all this advice from experts, conflicting advice running through your mind? What would you do then? What if in-laws didn't exist? <laughs> what would you do? My therapist um, helped me with this, with, um, with co-sleeping, because I was worried about co-sleeping for safety. I was worried about co-sleeping for spoiling Clara. And just, and I don't believe that co-sleeping spoils a child. Like, I don't believe that. And yet those words swirl in my brain because it's like, you know, I don't want to create a habit where then she can't sleep on her own and all these things are just always in my head. And so it's like, I really have to like ignore the fear and all that talk and just say what feels right in my heart. And what feels right in my heart is her warm little body sleeping next to mine at night. That feels right to me. That feels really, really good to me. And I resisted it for a long time. And I would say, oh, well, just a little bit longer, then I'll transition her and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I really come to admit, I like it. I like it. Now, at first it was giving me some backaches and things because I just, I was more anxious. So I was really only sleeping in like the safest position and the safest way and um, and all of that. And, and it's just gotten less scary over time. Um, 
I trust it more. I know now that my husband is not going to roll from one side of the bed to the other and land on her and crush her. You know what I mean? So, um, so it became less, less anxiety inducing and I really love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm now like accepting that. And I don't think it's going to ruin her life to sleep with me. I actually think it's going to be wonderful for her to have that bond with me at night. And it makes things easier. That's a big reason why I do it too. It's so much more convenient than getting up to feed her in the middle of the night. It's like I just roll over, shove my tit in her mouth for a few minutes, and we both pass back out. So yeah, find what's convenient, find what works, find what's in your heart, and ignore what everyone else has to say about it. So okay, number five, I just added a fifth one. This book that I am reading right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed. It's called The Magic of Motherhood by Ashley Gad. And it's a book I believe every mom should read regardless of how long you've been momming. It's just like really beautiful essays and stories that just, oh, so heart touching and so beautiful. It's going to be the gift I give all new moms, friends of mine now. So The Magic of Motherhood, get that book right now. <laughs> it's so good. So I hope that this, um, yeah, I just hope this helps. And uh, things do get easier. I had so many people reach out to me when I was sharing my my struggles during the newborn phase, um, you know, with, with Clara having colic and just all the things. And so many people reached out and said the first three months is the hardest. And it's so true. At least, I mean, obviously I haven't been through any other stage yet, but it got so much easier even just after like six or eight weeks. It just kept getting easier and it keeps getting easier and it keeps getting better. You know, she's so interactive and playful now and it's it's more rewarding when you kind of have those smiles all the time and she loves to talk. She loves to baby babble back and forth with me and my husband and I just think it's the funniest thing in the whole world. So you have a lot to look forward to. Um, but you have a lot to enjoy too in that newborn phase if you can remember to savor the happy moments and not make the hard moments be any bigger than they need to be or any more permanent than they actually are. Okay. I love you. Good luck, mama. I'll see you guys next time.